Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Peas in a bong in the building. It's your boy DP. It's your boy KP. And fresh off cardiac arrest, <clears throat> it's bong. <laughs> uh, I heard that um, AD hit that buzzer beater. Yeah, and and, and and came out and told niggas that he's that dude. Like it's me. I'm that dude. Is so, he now? Saying <laughs> <laughs> that nigga is soft. He is. Oh. I was just about to. I was just about to say that. Listen, he's still soft to me, but. I love I love what he was doing. I love what he did down the stretch. Uh, LeBron didn't have it down the stretch. I'll say that. Uh, he shot an air ball for three. He kept shooting that broken three. LeBron is a rhythm shooter. So when the three is falling, okay, I see you pulling up from three, five, six, seven feet behind the line. But, bruh, if you ain't hit one of them things, why are you still shooting them things? I'm talking about from the same pulling up from three, five, seven feet behind the line. Come on, man. But down the stretch. AD showed his ass. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But it's still LeBron's team because, like I was telling my brother the other day, I'm watching in-game, and these are not things that LeBron is doing to try and get on, on camera, but you are seeing this. You are seeing LeBron in games having to get his nigga pep talks. Like, um, I, rem- I remember uh, last game when he threw, like, a, 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 a full-court pass to AD, and AD got fouled, and LeBron is telling him, like, nigga, dunk that shit. And it's just like, bro, he's supposed to be a superstar. Why you got to tell him that? But LeBron coaches him up like every quarter. I I guarantee you behind closed doors, LeBron gives him a pep talk after every game. Mm. Like, so you can't be, you can't be the alpha dog. If LeBron got to give you pep talk. Like, I know LeBron wasn't giving Kyrie pep talk. Kyrie wasn't listening to that shit. I believe you giving pep talk. Kyrie is like, man, nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, nigga. Hey, so you know it's it's a two, it's, but it's a two sided coin though. Uh, LeBron having to give him pep talks, but the fact that AD is receptive to it and he feeds off that shit, man. Yeah, but you know what? He don't have that personality to where it's like, let's say you take LeBron out the equation, he ain't giving no niggas pep talks. No, you know no. what I'm saying? Like I don't see him leading like that. He needs Rondo. Yeah, he will. He will. Yeah. So when they was in New Orleans, Rondo was probably giving AD pep talks, but he always got to have a nigga around to give him a pep talk though. You can't be yeah. you can't be number one guy. If I got to give you pep talk, but when it comes to, when it comes to that, probably like anywhere from 10 to 17 feet with that jumper, God, goodness gracious, that's just as pure as it gets for a seven footer, man. Uh, that's, that's like some Dirk and whiskey type shit, but, uh, okay. We can get to it now, man. You know, I just had to, again, I don't even want to talk about the Cowboys DP. We gonna have, <laughs> we can have that conversation, you know, off, off air between us. Let me just say this about this Cowboys situation. Speak on it. So, so um, to all the listeners, we have a we have a thread. The three of us, we on a thread. You know, we text each other uh, stuff from time to time. All through my thread, 
during this Cowboys game was just hatred and disappointment and and just oh man they were disgusted with the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys I'm talking two and a half hours of disgust through my thread hey man the Cowboys hey, came hey. back and won and these and what did I say at the end, nigga? What a difference a couple hours makes, nigga. What a difference a couple hours makes. These two dudes, oh man, all that hatred and disgust out the window. At one point, Ubong was sick and tired of being, being tired. Say it again, Kev. Say it again. Because it's Ubong the truth. was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I still am, man. I feel like a you know, I, I feel like a woman scorned, man. Like, <laughs> every motherfucking time I take you back, you do it to me again. <laughs> yeah, because oh. it's like, look, look, look. Don't think you out the woods just because they came back with that W because they they looking like they need to get some shit together. Listen, listen. Um, I listen. I, I, I read a, um, I listened to a stat um this evening, and I, I'm not going to get the specific number, but since they started keeping score, so in the 1930s, the so okay, let me preface it by saying this: Atlanta scored 39 points and has zero turnovers since they started keeping stats and scores in the 1930s. If a team went scored 39 points and has zero turnovers, they were 400 and something and zero. Wow, <laughs> that's how improbable. Wow, that's how improbable this win was for the Cowboys. Oh shit! Like like you should be hearing rumblings about. Atlanta's coach getting fired tomorrow. Wow, man, that's how bad it was. So I'm not I'm, as a, as a Cowboys fan. Listen, I take the W. Oh right? yeah, it, hey, you you play to win the game, right? But you at, know, shit. But DP, at the end of the day, we got to stop spotting motherfuckers 15, oh, 20 points before we even get the offense on the field, dude. Listen, listen, this nigga Dak fumbled, <laughs> then Elliot fumbled, then Elliot came back and fumbled again. I was like, this shit. Then, then Schultz fumbled. I'm like, yo, these niggas don't want to win. <laughs> when they went for that two point conversion, what did I, I text you niggas like, man, game, game time. It's, it's game time. And 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 listen for the for the maybe the maybe the NFL was make was giving us a makeup call. Maybe the NFL was giving us a makeup call for last week. But what probably could have ended the game was the Michael Gallup catch where they initially called it out of bounds and then they overturned it and said that it was inbounds because if they had called it out of bounds we didn't have any timeouts to challenge it and even if we did have a timeout it was so close that whatever the ruling was on the field would have stood mm -hmm. so ultimately um atlanta challenged it when they changed it to a catch and it stood because it was just the it was so close it was so close that they couldn't really change it that really is what won us the game after you know that plus the improbable onside kick it was just so much shit yeah man yeah. <clears throat> and, and yeah I was talking about Dak before the game uh, took a turn for the better for them, but he ended up uh, balling out, man. I can't, you know, I, every, he, he accounted for every single touchdown pretty much. So, Ubong, I want to applaud you, man, because you, uh, you predicted early on in the game that Dak Prescott was going to do well in fantasy football. You oh, yeah. called that out. Oh, yeah, but he said... <laughs> He said three meaningless touchdowns. Yeah. So. Hey, listen, so that honestly, is honestly, but you got to understand, Jameis Winston last year was a top tier fantasy quarterback. So the, the the quarterbacks that typically end up being top tier quarterbacks are the ones that the ones that get down early 
And they they got to throw the ball because they don't have time to run. So they got to they got to throw the ball. And Dak did that last year. Um, you know, it's only a few quarterbacks that you know if you're winning and you you get up early, you don't need to keep throwing. You can run. You can you know you can spend the majority of the second half just running the clock out. Listen, man, what did I tell y'all about Atlanta? I know they got Gurley, but they they can't run the ball. They can't. They couldn't eat up the clock. They kept throwing and. They just gave the Cowboys more possessions, more opportunities to get back in the game. And check this out, DP. See, I told you I didn't want to talk about these dudes because I don't want to give these motherfuckers no time. I really want to talk about these Clippers because that's what's pressing and it's on my mind. But since we started, I got to tell you, I, I just, I have to say this, bro. A real team would have looked at that game and be like, okay, whew, we got out, we got a close, we got out of a close one, but we got deficiencies. The Cowboys, they are the type of organization that's going to look at that and get a false sense of like, oh, yeah, man, <laughs> we are looking good. <laughs> oh, you look terrible. That was what we needed to get over the hump. Hell no. It's we, a, it's, I'm telling you, it's a false sense. It's a false sense of like victory. Like, yo, that's that was not a good win. Your defense. Looks not terrible. at all. Nigga, the secondary is trash right hey i'll tell you this really ripped him up and if julio jones wasn't hurt they would have been in trouble julio jones dropped that touchdown yeah from gage that would that would have probably been a backbreaker i'm gonna tell you like this though dp he's young but uh stefan diggs brother oh i like him player yeah i like him he's gonna be a player um trayvon diggs yeah trayvon yeah he he's he got, hey, he got hey. pushed a little bit, but he 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 was there on some made some plays. Yeah. yeah, he knocked that uh he knocked that touchdown away from uh Jones, Julio Jones. That's, yeah, and he could have yeah. he could have intercepted that. He, he should have intercepted it. Right, but hey, I'll take it. Is Earl Thomas getting the phone call? He better better be on speed dial. <laughs> Earl, Earl, uh, Earl, we just, I'm just following up again. We left your message uh, a couple minutes ago. <laughs> hey, seriously, man. Seriously, though. Oh, oh shit. Oh, um, hey, well, let's get into it, man. Um, uh, uh, hey, man, I got one more thing, man, because Uban mentioned this too, man, and this was pretty damn funny. Tyrod Taylor with a chest injury during pregame. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I said that Tyrod was quote unquote injured. Nigga, what? First off, first off it's, Look out of here, man. It's Tyrod. Tyrod is his okay. is his is his birth name. Tyrod. Oh, Tyrod. 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 So, so Tyrod. Uh, no. But oh, fucking Tyrod Taylor. Out, hey. I'm telling you, it was a conversation between coach and a veteran quarterback as a sign of respect. Hey, bro, I'm a, I'm, we just going to call it a chest injury. Oh, yeah. We ain't going to say nothing else about it. But I guarantee you, that game went into overtime and, and, and the Chargers had a chance to really win that ball game with Tarot in as a starting quarterback. They had got blown off the field. They need somebody that can stretch the field. Tarot can't do that. So he just don't take chances, man. He don't take risks. And, and what people don't understand is that Tarod is he's Cam Newton, except he's not as skilled because Tarod spends a lot of time doing fashion week in Paris and all the other stuff, wearing these weird ass outfits and all the other shit. Cam can do that because Cam is top two, three percent when it comes to talent. Tarod, you need to be fully immersed in football 
not one foot in fashion, one foot in football. Just go follow his Instagram page or I'm mean, not go follow it, but just go, you know, go look on his Instagram page or whatever. You'll see this motherfuckers in the fashion and all kind of other little shit. You got other interests and you got other things going on. You are you are a backup quarterback. You are primed to be a, a good backup quarterback. Come in and, and help out an offense. You know, somebody gets injured for a couple of games, but I can't. It, and, you know, basically what Coach Lynn is saying, brother. My job's on the line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what, man? I thought about that. <laughs> <Just think of life. laughs> yeah, it's true. Listen, check it out, though. I thought about that when they when they made the change. But I also mentioned something to y'all before, which was last week. If you looked at Terod Taylor's body language, he just looked like he wasn't even there, like he wasn't engaged. It was like they told him, hey, man, we're going to have you play this game. We're going to let Herbert get a chance to watch the real action, the speed of the game, but he's coming in next week. I feel like they told him that shit week one going into it. Like, Hey, but check this out. But tried to sell us on um on Hard Knocks like he was going to be the starter for the foreseeable future. Right. And, and now it makes sense why they didn't want to bring in Cam because if you brought in Cam, Cam is going to get the starting job He's not going to relinquish it. Yeah. And obviously, you just put a top five pick into um, Justin Herbert. So, or was he six? Top six, top five, top six pick. So, you got to get him on the field. And to ride oh, a yeah. perfect person, he going to come get dusted real quick, you know, game one, or, you know, or whatever the case may be. And you're going to have to come out here and, and, and put that boy in the game. So, you know. Yeah. And then, and again, from Lynn's perspective, it's like, if I'm going down, I'm going down with the guns blazing. I'm yeah. about to use all the all the pieces and tools we had in place. So I can't look back and say, well, I should have played Herbert, but I didn't. Hey. So, yeah, you know. And let me tell you something. I watched the whole game. Herbert looks good. Oh, he does. Did you see what a made. strong arm, man? Did you see when the linebacker hit him and got hurt? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you delivered the punishment and saw the birds. He saw the birds uh, <laughs> around his head. After you was the one that delivered the punishment. Oh, man. Hey, man, he was out. Yeah. But Justin Herbert looks real good. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna be um he's gonna be a good replacement for Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers still throwing picks out there in Indianapolis. They could have had Jameis. <laughs> nah, they could have had Jameis, you know, but he just ran into Kirk Cousins, who was even worse than him. And Kirk Cousins getting paid. So if you Dak, you gotta look at the Cowboys and say, Hey man. If you're telling me that Kirk Cousins is worth whatever he was on his, you know, when his deal was up and he was fully all fully guaranteed, I need my money. Yeah, terrible. Yep. All right. Well, let's 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 go on and get into it, man. So um Clippers, man. Uh they got put out. Uh Denver Nuggets took care of them in seven, man. Um I'm a I'ma kick back and let y'all, you know, go on in on this and I, you know, I'll I'll jump in when need be, because I already know I have a feel it's gonna be you know, me against the world on this, but we, we may agree on some things. I don't know. But I mean, what what are y'all thoughts on Denver bouncing the motherfuckers out the playoffs? Set it off, Ubong. Set it off. Come on, man. <laughs> Set it off, man. Jada Pinkett style. <laughs> hey, the Clippers said they was going to see the Kings. <laughs> huh? They wanted to see LeBron. Huh? Well, you get to see him in the preseason. Um, you get to see him four times next season. Mm. But in the playoffs? Playoffs? Mm. <laughs> nah, they ain't talking about the playoffs. Mm. You get to you see him in the playoffs? 
You get to see him in the playoffs just on TV, nigga, with the rest of us. (laughs) Hey, listen, man. I never seen a contender with that lofty an expectation shit the bed so bad. I mean, not only did they shit the bed, they took it, smeared it on the wall, smeared it on the mirrors, and just in case you didn't smell it, they pissed on the rug. God damn. Yeah, all that. I'm talking about playoff P, <clears throat> the new king of LA, the claw. Mm. What's what what's what's uh what's what's Lou Will new name? Sweet lemon sweet, sweet lemon Lou. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Trez, big Trez, big Trez. I heard that these motherfuckers was invincible, that they was Voltron mm. when they had what's that boy name that I love so much? A little short one. Pat Bev. <laughs> Pat Bev. And they had the five of Pat Bev, Playoff P, The Claw, Big Trez, and Sweet Lou on the floor together. That was Voltron. Couldn't be beat. Jokic took their ass to school. Hmm. And when Jokic wasn't taking their ass to school, Jamal Murray was taking their ass to school. They said, in game seven, they basically said, Jokic, you are not going to beat us. And Jamal Murray said, hey, I'll beat you. So, for all that hooping and hollering, and it, it was funny, though. It was so funny to see that shit. Like, all the analysts, because they had really hitched their wagons to the Clippers. Every big-time analyst in the NBA, ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS, ABC, like, all, listen. you, you ABC, BBD. Exactly. The East Coast family. <laughs> East Coast family. Every single analyst was saying, oh, man, the Clippers going to beat the Lakers hands down. When they got into some trouble against Dallas, Motherfucker said, oh, man, come on, man. Every every team goes through that. Championship teams go to go to game sevens and all this other stuff. As they started struggling with Denver, they had built them up so much over the, the course of the year. They couldn't just jump off the ship. So they was like, oh, you know what? <clears throat> when they got to, like, I think game six, after game six, hey, all the analysts were like, yeah, man, I don't know if they're going to beat the Lakers, but they'll definitely beat Denver. The lie detectors have said that was a lie. Mm. Motherfuckers didn't even make it out the semis. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Hey. I mean, you know, hey, listen, I've been on record. It's on wax. So y'all motherfuckers can't deny this. I called the Lakers as the winner of this shit. You did. So y'all y'all, rec- y'all recall that. You did. Um, I did say it would come down to the Lakers and the Clippers out of the West. I did. Um, and I, I think everybody in this motherfucker said that, to be honest. Yeah. Because so, we've been talking about this since early on in the season. King L. Uh, honest, and, and honestly. The motherfuckers were one game away from that actually happening. Um, but at the end of the day, the shit didn't happen. These motherfuckers fell way short of expectations. Um, I did expect them to get there and to contend. But then you know what? I think in the middle of in the middle of that Denver series, those motherfuckers looked around and said, Nigga, we are the motherfucking Clippers. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and they just started playing like the motherfucking Clippers. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, dude, Paul George, I think at one point, I don't know what he ended up being. I, I, I stopped looking at the stats and all that shit. This motherfucker was like two for 10 from three. Nigga hit the side of a of the backboard on the three. Mm. And it's still, I'm like, mm. these niggas won't go to the cup. They won't push the issue. Mm. They settle too much. And then as far as, I mean, to say, you know, Uban mentioned, you know, Pat Beverly with his defense and all that shit. But to say that you have Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard on the perimeter, and you motherfuckers ain't stepping up, slowing Murray down? You know what I'm saying? What? Come on, man. 
So, no, nah, it ain't no excuse, man. It's no excuse. It's it's disappointing. Um, the only thing I can I can say is you look at the ownership, right? And at least he has or seems to have a winner's mentality. He don't want to play second fiddle. So he's trying to do some shit to make it an actual, you know, top tier organization. Because Sterling, it was just like, hey, are we making money? All right. Whatever you motherfuckers do, it don't matter. As long as, the you know, the team is profitable. But now it's, you know, hopefully they do some shit to where they keep building on what they're trying to do. But it's with the team that they have right now, the way that they play, man, all I can say is they'll contend. <laughs> but are they getting over the hump? And, and, and hold on before Kev, because I know, I'm, I, I know you want to get in. I just want to say this. We strike that bullshit that DP said earlier about the Lakers beating the Clippers from the records. It was a trap door. It's like me saying, oh, the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. No, they're going to lose. No, nigga. What you mean? What you mean? No, 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 no. We strike it from the records. Because Uh-oh. if they won, would you have said, damn, I got it wrong? You would have been like, fuck the Lakers. We won this shit. We no, won this no, shit. It's a trap. No, no, no. We were nigga. We were nigga. Nigga, at what point? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Yeah. Now, and, and I'm a little dis I'm a little disappointed in this nigga in this nigga Uban. We this I can't believe no 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 the trap door. No, this ain't no trap door. And, and I think Kevin, Kevin, we didn't discuss basketball for years. You know what I'm saying? So you know how I am. And when I speak, I speak the real. And I've said from jump that the Lakers were gonna win this. Not today. Did I not? Not today. Did sir. I not? Yes, not you did. Today. Did I not? Yes, you did. Nah, man. My 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 stance would my stance wouldn't have changed just because the Clippers. I just had a conversation with my brother before uh before the seventh game against Denver, and I this is what I told him. I said, "Man, the Clippers gonna win. They gonna beat Denver, but they not gonna beat the Lakers." I'm sorry. Yeah, I just speak real. Ba- I speak real basketball, my nigga. I don't know. I don't know what door you falling into, but your honor. I move to strike that shit from the record. It was a trap door. Upon what evidence, sir? What exhibits do you have to present? That you a Clipper fan. So I want you that to- That don't mean nothing. Down. Listen. That don't mean nothing. Uban, you a Cowboys fan, right? And we yep. just got through talking about if the Cowboys win, okay, they won today, but that shit was bullshit, right? I could not say the same. Uh, that shit don't stop for me just because we jumped to a different sport. The Clippers could have beat Denver, and I still would have been like, them niggas is going to lose to the Lakers. Check the records. Check the episodes. Nick, you ain't heard me saying nothing different. So I don't know what you're trying to strike, brother. Your Honor, I move to strike that proclamation from the record. Okay. Kev. I mean, I'm, we it's waiting on, on the evidence, nigga. It's on you, Kev. I just, I just, I just, listen, no trap doors. I want you. Where's the, where's hey. the trap door though, my nigga? Hold like, on. like real spit though. Where's the hey. trap door? Today, today, the Clippers are the lemon juice. Okay. And I want to throw you the raw shrimp into the lemon juice to cook it like ceviche. All right. <laughs> Sit your ass in the lemon juice and cook. We ain't, I'm not giving you no trap doors. All Clipper fans, you included, must wallow in it. Must nah, wallow nigga. in it because all year. No, 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 no. No, it ain't all year. year. No, no. See, that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. I ain't, no, I ain't taking that, my nigga. I ain't taking that. No, nah, because, because, <laughs> nah, because when we talk basketball, 
Y'all ain't heard me say nothing different than what I'm telling you today. When this bubble shit started, I told you motherfuckers the Lakers are going to win. I said the Lakers look like they want to play more than everybody else. They want to win this shit more than everybody else. I told y'all the Clippers look like they didn't even want to be there. They started playing cool, then they started playing like shit. I never said the Clippers was about to win this championship. I'm sorry. I can be a Clipper fan, unlike a lot of Laker fans out there. So all you Laker fans, y'all motherfuckers could hate this. I don't give a fuck. A lot of Laker fans be irrational with the shit. Like I told y'all, y'all looking at mother, oh, Caruso, we got Caruso. We about to go to the chip. Nah, man, fuck that. Speak real. You, You strike some shit when you speaking some real shit to me. Like, don't. Don't be irrational on your side of the fence, but when I'm keeping it real, we striking records because I'm keeping it real, my nigga? No. Oh, I, no. I, I ain't taking oh. that. I so ain't taking me, that. Let me take, say this. Yeah, yeah, take the floor because it, regardless, just the record has been stricken. It's in the book. <laughs> on, on this nigga's grounds, whatever this nigga, whatever this nigga sipping on hey, or smoking on. The, the, it's in the book. The, 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 the court reporter, I will ask that you strike that from the record. That will not go on record. Thank oh, you. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> So I was following you on everything you were saying, Ubong, in regards to the Clippers. My only disagreement is that this isn't the biggest collapse in NBA history in terms of championship expectations and aspirations. The biggest collapse is 2016, the Golden State Warriors up 3-1 after going 73-9 and against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is the biggest collapse. So I cannot say that the Clippers is the biggest collapse. Is it a disappointment? Absolutely. But it's the Clippers. The Clippers have never been to the Western Conference Finals. So the Clippers were just being the Clippers. As DP said, they turned into the Clippers, who they were. Right. And I mean, speaking from a speaking from a Clipper fan perspective, nigga, it's like you got to curb your enthusiasm, nigga. It's like you can't not get a, get ahead of yourself. Anybody who's doing that as a Clipper fan, like you already know what it is. This it's not even heartbreak no more. It's like, oh uh, yeah, okay, good time. These niggas lost. It's good time, <laughs> right? Tempor- are, temporary, yeah. temporary layoff. <laughs> they are the good times of the NBA. <laughs> Uh, um, every time you think it's going good, something bad is going to happen. It wasn't even injury this time. They just decided we're done playing. Um, that was the, you know, there was a situation where the NBA went on strike for three days and the Clippers were one of those franchises that said, we don't want to play anymore. Let's just scrap the whole season. Lakers were too. The Lakers were too, but LeBron. Nah, them niggas wanted to play. LeBron went back on it. But the Clippers, I think the Clippers kept the mindset like eh, we go, we just not gonna play. I'm um, not giving them. That, I'm not giving them that excuse. No, I'm that's not, not an. Ex- that's not an excuse. But the but the Lakers wanted to play, nigga. Nah, Lakers, nah, it, listen, it, it, it's right. no excuse. It's no excuse for anybody who steps on the court and yeah. is halfway doing shit. It's like motherfucker. No, y'all playing the game, and there shouldn't be no asterisk on this championship. You motherfuckers are out there playing against each other. Whoever wins is the better team. Period. Yeah, so no, keep it no. real. When when the Lakers win, don't put an asterisk on the shit. They won the championship, motherfuckers. So now, somebody he, else could have. So now the the other parts to this, you know, you hear the rumblings of Doc Rivers. Should Doc Rivers be fired? Where should the Clippers go from here? The one thing that I dislike, uh, you know, of everything that's going on is uh, you know, I don't mind people talking about how bad Paul George played, but. 
if you know if if he gets on national tv like he did and he's talking about being in a bad place and he's basically admit, admitting that he's dealing with depression or something like that man don't start dragging him about that leave his depression out of it drag him about how bad he played drag him about his performance but i just believe that you should leave mental illness out of it and i think when you start going to that i i i think that that's out of line man and you know maybe because i deal with people that are, are you know suffer from depression and mental illness maybe i'm a little different and, and i'm a little bit more sensitive in that respect but i mean kevin love admitted to mental depression and battling mental illness he wasn't getting drug oh um, yeah he did he by lebron LeBron passively, aggressively drug his ass. DeMar DeRozan, we've never expected anything from him. The, so the, wait, wait, Deladon. Deladon talked about having a sports psychologist on the show on on LeBron. Yeah, let's not make this into a mental illness issue. I, listen, I, I listen. Paul George didn't have a drag the man. You can drag. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The man for his poor performance. Who was who was dragging him for mental illness? How uh, many people were out there talking about his mental illness? Man, it's been all it's been all over Twitter, Bruh. That's it's all over. People Twitter, were talking man. about his play on the court, and quiet is kept. Paul George was feeling depressed because his broad wasn't in the in the bubble with him. As soon as she showed up and they let family show up, Paul George turned his play around. Like, oh, listen, fuck that. That nigga didn't turn his play did? around. That nigga was, yeah, that nigga was up and down the whole time. He didn't? Man, he had like a couple games. They came in, in the second round. They down, lost like, in the second round. Did he play good in the Denver series? But here, He played better. He played better, but... He, but here's what, I, here's what game, I will say. Nah, hell no. Listen, I... Whatever. Mental mental illness or mental... Well, I, I'm not even calling... He, he doesn't have a mental illness, I don't believe, at least. But depression, anxiety, um, you name it, bruh, it's real. But guess what, Paul? Everybody deals with that shit. Niggas that's making $14 an hour, niggas that's making minimum wage, motherfuckers that's working two jobs, they dealing with anxiety, depression, not knowing when their next check gonna come. They don't get to hide behind that shit and say, hey man, you know, I'm in a dark place. Bitch, get your ass to work. Like, your, your employer don't care that you struggling because, oh man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed, boss. Okay, well, are you going to be able to make it in tonight? Or, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, they're not saying like, hey, man, let's go get you some help or let's go get you. So just because you come out and you start talking about, you, you know, somehow you can't play basketball anymore because you're you're depressed and you're suffering from anxiety. I just, I'm not, first, I'm not buying that because I would think that if you're an athlete, right, you started off playing basketball or you started off playing football or baseball or soccer for the joy of the sport mm -hmm. before it was ever financial, before you ever start making money off of it. So if I'm in a dark place, if I'm suffering from depression, anxiety, whatever the case may be, where would I want to go most? I want to go to my happy place. The basketball court should be your sanctuary, right? I, I remember when, um, when Kobe was dealing with the rape case in Colorado, he talked about how, nigga, I would literally just, listen, I'm dealing with that shit in Denver off the court. I, I'm running to get to the basketball court so I can lock in. Once I'm on the court, I'm in my happy place. I'm not thinking about the, the, the rape cases going that's over my head right now, literally right now while I'm playing in the Western Conference Finals, while I'm playing in the finals of the NBA. So when I hear somebody talk about depression and anxiety, then I would think that it's performance anxiety right 
Paul George, are you telling me that you just can't handle the big moment, right? It was okay when you were in Indianapolis and you were expected to lose because if you lose, nobody's going to give you a hard time about it. It's okay when you're in OKC and you're expected to lose and you lose because no one's going to give you a hard time about it. Now you on the big stage. You don't think LeBron deals with anxiety? You don't think LeBron deals with depression? You know how much more pressure is on his shoulders than, than Paul George? How much more pressure is on Kawhi Leonard's shoulders than Paul George? So I just don't buy the, I don't buy the whole dark place, anxiety, depression. Oh, again, because I, you know, I don't want anybody to come and look at me and be like, oh man, that's, that's fucked up. I'm not making light of any kind of anxiety, depression, or anything that somebody might be suffering, right? When you hear Dak Prescott talk about anxiety, depression, he lost a brother dealing with the coronavirus and all the other stuff. Paul George just coming out and saying like, hey man, I'm just in a dark place. For what? Like, what's happening? What's going on with you? Is that something that you just don't want to talk about? I'm not with that, man. That's 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 just a built-in excuse for poor performance. I, I said his performance was poor. Talk about his performance. And speaking of his performance then... um, Uvon, what's your cousin who 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 said I was talking uh, some craziness when I said Paul George was the best player? <laughs> my, my cousin Arikin, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out and to your cousin, he, man, because that nigga Paul George sure pro- proved me wrong, my nigga. Like I was out here with waving the waving the PG yeah. flags, like this nigga is the, is the business. But I mean, Kevin, when when they did that, this nigga waving the Laker flag. Okay, all right, man. Look, but when when they brought him over, I was already telling you, like, the makeup of the team, I saw it being a situation where Paul George could be the one who was actually, you know, that silent killer. Loki ends up being the leader, the best player. Kawhi Leonard showed Mm -hmm. that he's clearly the man. But while we talking about Paul George, him and Kawhi Leonard stunk up the joint in a deciding game seven. So we can't just talk about Paul George. You got to talk about Leonard's ass, too. And don't talk about that it's just on Doc Rivers either because Doc Rivers, to me, he got to a point to where it's like, I can only do so much. I can only say so much. You motherfuckers got to play. And that's that. basically that's what it looked like he was doing. Like, what the fuck? Okay, you niggas got to play. Y'all don't want to play? What the fuck we doing out here? So let me let me un- let me unpack that just a little bit. So you weren't the only one that was talking that was speaking up on Paul George. I spoke up on Paul George. I spoke up on him favorably because his performance in a regular season and when the bubble started, it said that he is a top tier player. All yeah. of a sudden, listen, and I again, I'm not trying to build any you know coincidences, but bro, as soon as the playoffs start. As soon as the game starts to matter, did this nigga's butt cheeks get tight? Because you looked, if you, if Paul George is just who he was in the regular season, they dismantled Denver in five games. Weren't they up 18 in, in game six? They was up 18, I think. And then uh, in, in game five, they was up 17. Like whenever they were up and they lost the lead, like when they let Denver come back, then it was like they just lost their heart. And then Denver would just get a big ass lead and that was it and they they couldn't even come back um i don't know i don't know what it was i i can't sit up here and say it's coaching Bro, i don't it think is. that it's coaching it man. is i really so, don't but here's okay so here's the difference between a doc rivers and again i'm comparing him to phil jackson probably next to red R back the greatest in an nba coach right in my eyes you think Red? You think Red Auerbach is Popovich. the greatest? Yeah, Popovich, Popovich. Popovich is better than all of them. Uh, n- not really. Kind of, kind of hard to argue against Popovich. Yeah, well, Phil, Phil has done it with the greatest talent in the world. No, 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 no. Hold on, Kev. Kev. Okay. Yeah, but, but 
but if if Phil has done it with the greatest talent in the world, has Popovich won a championship without Tim Duncan? No, he has not won a championship without Tim Duncan. But is Tim Duncan better than Kobe, Shaq, and Jordan? You did it with the greatest power forward ever. There's no denying yeah, that. Look at the supporting cast, though, man. Don't, don't just look at one okay. player. You, so you still got you. You were able to get the the same supporting cast, and y'all have progressively y'all have gotten worse and worse progressively. Right? You tried to bring in um, uh, Aldridge, mm-hmm. right, to replicate Tim Duncan. Couldn't do it. You brought in DeMar DeRozan. Speaking of uh, depression, he hasn't lived up to it. But I expect that from him. So if if it's really about who's the greatest, he had a great player in Tim Duncan. And remember, he started off. He had Tim Duncan and David Robinson. So I'm not mad at I'm not mad that Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant, uh, Shaq, and then Kobe Bryant and Gasol. What I was trying to get to, no, what the they point, had, they had yeah, no, no, they, of course they did. But the point I was trying to get to was that the difference between a Phil Jackson and Doc Rivers is. Phil Jackson would have taken this team to a championship because it was not that they don't have the talent. It's about managing the personalities. This nigga Phil Jackson had to manage Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, who hated the GM and the owner, and Michael Jordan all at the same time. And now that we when we watch the the uh, the last dance, uh, Michael Jordan's documentary, you see that there's times where Phil Jackson had to give. Hey, Dennis Rodman, you want two weeks in Vegas? All right, bro, just get get missing. Come back. What coach like he had to he did what he did was more of managing personalities, managing temperaments. We knew that that's the second half of um of Shaq and Kobe's careers together. These motherfuckers didn't even get along. They weren't even talking to each other, and they won some chips. Right, I feel you, but what? Okay, Doc Rivers though. Doc Rivers, you have to bear the brunt because his his mentality was. Remember at before Game Seven, what he said: "I don't have to get no no motivational speech. I don't have to get no rah rah speech." Yes, nigga, you did, and you did but it. That don't, but that don't mean that he doesn't talk to them. You can say whatever in front of the public. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas do that all the time. DP, I'm niggas don't saying, show their hand. In the I'm public. just saying. Doc Rivers, he had he had the uh the Tracy McGrady team that went up 3-1. Yeah, but that team was bad though, man. Besides McGrady, who did they really have in Orlando? They had enough to go up 3-1. Listen, my statement is, and it still stands, you can't put it all on Paul George. I just said you can't, you can't. We keep talking, we kept talking about Paul George. You can't put it all on Paul George. You gotta talk about Kawhi Leonard also, okay. We ain't said nothing too much about him. And then you can't put it all on Doc Rivers. He may not be as good of a game manager or personnel manager as Phil Jackson. I ain't talking about Phil Jackson. I'm talking about the Clippers. And what I'm saying is, I who who are you going to go to other than Doc Rivers at this point and say, hey, this, this person is a better coach yeah. for this team? I don't see anybody out there. The only person, and I'm gonna say it. No, and if y'all say some, if y'all got somebody, the only person know. I would say you give a chance to, if if you're gonna get rid of Doc Rivers, is Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. But I'll take Mark Jackson. But you think they're gonna replace <laughs> Doc Rivers with Mark Jackson? No, absolutely, probably not. not. Absolutely not. So I don't, I don't see another viable candidate. I hope they don't go with Dan Tony because I think Dan Tony's um, contract is up. With, I think they've already put, did they already part with? No, they agreed to listen. They basically told Dan Tony, "Hey, you do it or we will." And he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm out." Yeah. So they already, they already parted ways. But I mean, Ubang, if you got somebody, you know, else out there, or you, 
you feel like it's is you know majority is on doc or whatever let no, me know. My, my thing is i don't give a fuck who they go get <laughs> you asked me i'm i was unpacking it but if we want to if you want to just give you quick bullet points paul george you didn't perform in a big you didn't perform when the stage when the lights were brightest on the stage doc rivers you failed to motivate your team Kawhi leonard we found out that you are literally a scoring machine but you can't do anything outside of that, right? Because Denver keyed in on Kawhi Leonard and said, you're not going to beat us. And Kawhi Leonard couldn't pass out of those, couldn't pass out of those situations to get other people. Yeah, he's not a creator. Right. He's not a creator. And that that is a knock on. And I've been saying that about him. He is not a creator for other people. And those are the three. And that's, that's, that's why. And I, and Ubang on that point, that's part of the reason why I thought Paul George would actually be the leader for that squad. Like I'm speaking out of like ability and the shit that I I think he could do, but he turned into a I'm coming off screens catching and shoot like yeah. you were saying earlier, Kevin. I'm catching and shooting, and then that's it. I'm not even going to the cup. And then and then when it was time for him to take over, he got too passive. This nigga's under the basket trying to do bounce passes to Zubac. Like Nick, what are you doing? Yeah. So I mean, my my point is, it's on all of them. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was on all of them. But that's what I'm telling you. And again, I just I truly believe there are certain players that cannot. Like I don't think that if you put AD, if you put AD and Paul George on a team together on this like so, so let's say the Lakers have the opportunity to sign AD and Paul George. That's not a championship team because those dudes together are scared of the big moment. Le I told you earlier in the show, LeBron has to give AD pep talks. And the 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 the, the biggest knock on Kawhi Leonard, I don't know what's wrong with him or what, what what he is in his personal life. He's not a talker. You need to get, you need to, if Doc can't motivate, Vogel's not motivating AD. There's nothing Frank Vogel can say to AD that's going to motivate him. Bro, I don't, I barely listen to you. But you have somebody in LeBron and you got somebody in Rondo on the court that can get you, like if you, if they like, bro, you, you need to pick it up. Like, this dude's a scrub. Put his ass on the block and go to work on his ass. Kawhi Leonard is not either is not willing or is not capable of doing that. So when Paul George got into a place where he couldn't handle certain things, there was nobody to get him out of that situation. And that's really it. I don't even know why. I still, to this day, don't know why Kawhi left Toronto. Because Toronto just went seven games in the semis. And with Kawhi, Toronto was overrated. You, huh? Toronto was overrated. Why would he? Toronto was overrated. Like, I mean, man, he's a he's a Southern California dude. Don't nobody want to be in that cold weather. I told I told y'all I told y'all Toronto was overrated, and they was about to get currency washed. is different. The cost of living is higher. Man, he wanted to be in L.A. Okay, that's fine. And I I don't know I don't know what was said behind the scenes. Like to your point, Uban, about not being able to motivate, or what Doc said. I don't have to give him a motivational speech. I, I don't think that he just didn't say anything, you know, because, I mean, when I think about managing players and shit, he's been in a position where he had to manage motherfuckers. Like, he had Rondo. He had Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce. Uh, Allen. Paul Pierce. Uh, so he's managed motherfuckers. He's had some situations and some players. I don't even think him and Rondo had the best relationship from what I heard. They had some, you know, some were button heads and they still won. But I don't know what he said behind behind the scenes. The fact is, niggas didn't get it done niggas didn't show up niggas wasn't doing what they had to do and you know it's it's not the thing is you ain't gonna see no documentary about these motherfuckers winning the championship because they didn't you're not gonna see no bulls documentary you know what i'm saying like you don't get to unpack the story like you're saying and it's like oh this is how they won the championship because nah in typical clipper fashion you know which all clipper fans out there brace yourself even if the you know you see 
a shining light or a glimmer of hope, brace your motherfucking self. That's that's all I'm saying. So I'm not sitting up here like heartbroken or shocked or surprised. Like I expected them niggas to go, but the fact that they lost, I'm like, uh, you know, it's the Clippers. And and, and that's sad. Here's another thing, because DP, you I yeah. I hear what you're saying about you. You think Toronto's overrated? I doubt it because without a superstar, they still took who they go take to seven. Boston. They still took Boston to seven games, and it was a close game. A close game seven. They didn't get washed out the gym in, in game seven. Kawhi is overrated though, man. They overrated. The okay. we we okay. we Kawhi. all said that the East was weak, right? Right. So the Kawhi, Bucks but, were overrated, and we were saying that they were the best team in the East. They're overrated. But I was just about to say that Kawhi. Championship, his solo act championship away from Greg Popovich on his own. He benefited from KD and Clay Thompson getting hurt. If if Golden State is at just regular full form, there's no way Kawhi is going to win the championship with that Toronto team. But you've had a similar situation this year because KD is out on the East. Who was going to stop you from going? You would have at, at the least. You would have made it to the finals and played LeBron and or LeBron. I'll You're making my point, though, about Toronto being overrated. You're making my point. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to look at the whole you got to look at the entire circumstances. A full strength Golden State team. Watch them motherfuckers. They ain't beating it. You look at you look at the East. Look at the East. We just said the East is trash. Uh, You know, Giannis, who just won the defensive player of the year in the MVP, you know, do. He is not a leader. God. He's not gonna lead. He's not gonna lead a team to a championship. Anybody disagree with me on that? Not disagreeing. And we were saying that that the Bucks. We were expecting the Bucks to wash everybody. Oh, and they, you know, they didn't even win the whole Eastern Conference. Come on, man. What I'm saying is, okay, you don't like Canada. Great. You have to play there. How how long is the NBA season? Starts in October, typically ends in June, July, June. seven months. You got, uh, no, well, eight months out the year. I get it. But I just think that you would have, regardless of scenario, you would have been in a better position to at least make the finals. And then with that Toronto team, they have they have a lot of players that have length. They have a lot of, they're like, um, like OKC with no star or, you know, like they, they just have a very versatile team or, you know, even Denver. I just think that Kawhi's best move, if he didn't want to be considered one of like LeBron James's stooges, would have been to stay in Toronto. Because now what what they essentially did, hold on, DP, and then I I want you guys, I want to I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. You're a Southern Cal kid. That's what Kev said. Why'd you sign a two and one with the Clippers? Right? You signed it. So next year is you and Paul George have the option after next year to opt out and go somewhere else if you choose to. So Kawhi, if you guys underperform next year as well, are you reing up because you're a Southern Cal kid? If you're a Southern California kid, why didn't you sign a four year, a four year max extension? Why'd you do a two and one with and giving yourself an out? Is there another that's business thing I don't know about? I that's just that's business to me. Yeah, yeah. That's bit. I I feel you, but that's that's just the business side of the game. But but him leaving from Toronto, the only re, the only thing I would say, I think it would it would have been a good move for him to stay, right? I'm not disagreeing. It would have been a good move for him to stay. It's also for his legacy though, a good move for him to leave. His rep and his legacy in Toronto is golden. He don't have to do a damn thing else. He brought a championship there, it's golden. Ain't nobody going to dispute that. So he can go. It ain't no LeBron departing from Cleveland the first time around type situation with Kawhi. Like 
they they still love and respect the dude. The motherfucker brought a championship to Toronto. Yeah, they nobody expected them to win. So that part, there's nothing left for me to do here, folks. That's kind of that was kind of that move. Like, hey, hey, there's nothing to see. Move along, type shit. Like, so him going to L.A. is like, all right, I'm gonna take it to the crib and go to a, another organization where motherfuckers don't expect some shit to happen. Now, if he if he were to bring a championship to the Clippers, then you have to talk about Kawhi Leonard, arguably as one of the greatest to have played basketball. Now, there's a chance he's looking at it like that. There is. I'm not in his head, so I don't know. But if he's looking at it like that, that that is a legitimate move to go to the Clippers because you will never be forgotten in basketball that's what i felt when he came to la is that he was chasing history that he wanted to be home and he was chasing history by going to play with the clippers opposed to playing with the lakers because he had that option as well but he'd rather go against lebron and dethrone the king so that was you know that was his that was his attempt he failed um you know (laughs) he failed (laughs) failed The uh, but the Clippers are still going to be competitive next year. So it's right. like you know they're not. They, they are. They are. They're going to be. Why, why wouldn't they be competitive next year? They'll be competitive. I like that back because uh, Steve Ballmer's. You know he'll he'll go over the salary cap. He has he has endless money. He'll pay the the one for the one for one tax because they're not going to re-sign Montrez. You already know that Montrez. I we can bet money today. Montrez is gone. Somebody's yeah, probably out. more money than the Clippers are willing to pay. Oh yeah, you gave up a first round pick for the Morris twin. I didn't realize they gave up next year's first round pick, or either next year's first round pick, or um or the year after next year's first round pick for the Morris twin. I mean that's that's another thing though. Like Nate, okay, if we're gonna talk about giving up draft picks and stuff like that outside of Golden State, okay. Name a team in recent times who has built a championship team through the draft. The closest team would have been the Oklahoma City Thunder, but they didn't win against Miami. It, that's that's a long time ago. I'd say Toronto. The, Toronto basically uh, they had a homegrown team. They flew in Kawhi, dropped him in, and you know he came in and basically was the icing on top. And then he jettisoned his way out of there. Not, not a not a homegrown not completely though, Kyle because Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry Sergi was Baca, in the free agency market. Sergi Baca, Sergi Baca in the free Mark, agency market. Saul was a trade for Valanciunas. Right. Well, but well, my point is though, my point is though, has the and this this is a this can be a completely different segment. To be honest, mm-hmm. has the NBA draft lost its value? Yeah, like the the teams do not even build through the draft anymore. It's more of a let me see which big time you know, players are available in free agency. Let me snag them and then put some, a couple pieces around them. But you still have, you still have bad contracts. Like the Clippers have, the Clippers basically, I don't care what, what the value of the draft is. The Clippers have gutted their draft for the next seven years. So don't say that there's not, there's no value there. So there isn't though, like who you're saying outside of five or six players, you're not right. like players a, from college or overseas that are changing your franchise. Right. It's not going to be that many. Like you got a Luca, but if you go back to Luca's draft, how many guys were there? The Lakers, the Lakers just had draft picks up the ass yeah. for the past years. And what did they do? They're all gone. Lonzo's gone. D'Angelo Russell's gone. Um, uh, Julius Randle's gone. Brandon Ingram's gone. 
Yeah, they're all going. Jordan Clarkson gone. They're all gone. Kyle, oh, Kyle Kuzma's still there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. and that, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, what are the La- the Lakers have built this team through free agency? Yeah. They have two of the top three agents in the market. So these players that land on these teams, you're saying that they don't get drafted or uh, they obviously have to get drafted. My okay. Let's not let's not do that. <laughs> they, they get drafted. I'm trying to belittle the draft. What you have to do is listen to what I'm saying. It's not belittling the draft. It's saying the vow, the stock of the of the draft has gone down. It has because name me a player. Car Anthony Towns was a first round draft pick. What has happened in Minnesota? Name me a team who has drafted and kept those players together. I said, other than Golden State, who was drafted, kept the players together, built the team and won the championship that way. Nigga, Oklahoma City had Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant. They didn't do, they went to a championship. uh, They went to the finals, dismantled the team. They had to go elsewhere. And then they won MVPs and some won championships. No, I haven't seen a team, and that's what I'm asking y'all. So I'm not belittling the draft. Motherfuckers get drafted to get in the NBA. What I'm saying is a team actually using that as their main tool for building their team. So the fact that people are giving away draft picks just gives you an indication of what teams build their teams around now. Yeah, the um... the Lakers do. The, hold on. The Lakers have just picked up a LeBron. Oh, nah, but because look at the Lakers' history. Please break it down for the me Lakers, and tell me that I'm wrong with that too. You can say that the Lakers are there. The Lakers historically are known for bringing in high price free agents. But the Lakers, at the end of the day, drafted Kobe Bryant. No, they didn't. Charlotte drafted Kobe Bryant. Come on, man. Stop. No, we're not doing I'm not even going to. You see, you see how you're doing him right now? That's how I'm doing. That's how I was doing you a minute ago. Come on. Let's the Lakers, the Lakers got Kobe Bryant on draft night. I don't know it, whatever you guys want to call that, that that became their pick. Okay. So whoever drafted him, the Kobe Bryant was on, on the Lakers team from draft night. Whatever you want to, however you want to dress that up, you can dress it up that way. I'm with you. No, no, no. I'm with you. Let's with go. That pick that they received on draft night, who was essentially their draft pick, okay? They won five championships. The last <laughs> one being in 2010. They brought one of the biggest, literally, physically, and figuratively, free agents in the market to, the, to play with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. In Shaq. So they've been doing it. Gasol came in the second time around. Gasol. They brought Gasol over. Like, it's not, I'm not saying that you draft only one player and then that's it. What I'm saying is, okay, we draft this player. All right. Then next year we draft so-and-so. Then, then maybe a couple years later, we draft this dude. Now all of these players are still on the team. That doesn't happen. Golden State was, is the only team in recent time that I can see who, who really did that? Uh, you could look at the Spurs and say kind of, 
but the Spurs would bring you know the old wily vets around and and piece them together too. But y'all, but you're, you're basically trying to make it seem like if you don't have twelve guys start to finish that that you brought in and drafted, that it's not a it's not a homegrown team. When you guys start talking about Kyle Lowry, how long was Kyle Lowry with the uh, with Toronto? Because he didn't get drafted, he was still organic, right? Well, no, because Kyle no. Kyle Lowry had been around. Man, he had been in Houston. He had been in Memphis. Right. He 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 had been around. So um, but I would. I would say this, um, speaking of what DP was saying, DP is how I'm looking, how I'm interpreting what you're saying is this looking at this year's draft class, there are four guys that are at the top of the list where you're like, we need to get those guys because they can help a franchise win or contend now. And then everybody else will see what they turn into. So let me, so, so the, all the semantics. Let's just let's just be done with that. Are you guys saying that you guys agree with the Clippers gutting their team and giving away six first round picks for Paul George? If you guys aren't saying that, then why are y'all talking this bullshit to me right now, dude? It's funny how you always go. You'll bring up a point, but when somebody like breaks it down and brings up a valid something else, you'd be like, "Oh, why are y'all talking this bullshit?" No, it's not bullshit. No, no. I, and I'm gonna start with Kev because Kev, I'm gonna start with Kev. Kev, can you just ask me? Question: Do you agree with the Clippers gutting their team and giving up six first-round picks for uh, for Paul George? I'll I'll know when Paul George's contract is up. If the Clippers win before Paul George leaves, then no, they didn't give up too much. But if the Clippers don't win, then they gave up too much. So what I'm saying right now, too early to tell. They were they're trying to win now. So you're you're gonna overpay if you're trying to win. You're going to. Paul George has one, maybe two years left. Remember, he signed it's a two-one. I, I mean, I'll say this: Did the Lakers give up too much to get Anthony Davis? Don't look like it. You're saying that because the Lakers are winning right now. So I'm right. I'm saying <laughs> the same thing with the Lakers. Right. That has nothing to do with the way you built the team. Listen to what I'm listening to what you just told me. What you just told me is that it's not about draft picks, it's about free agents. Paul George is a free agent in a year. Let's say another super team is better suit or better, better, better fit for Paul George in a year from now. He's leaving to say, damn, you know, the Clippers gave up six first round draft. No, he's leaving. But, but what are the Clippers gonna do? Look for another big time free agent. I'm just saying, Uban, you're arguing something that you're putting out different points that people aren't necessarily arguing against you about. What I'm saying is if Paul George leaves, guess what the Clippers are going to do? They don't have the draft to look to because they don't really care about the draft. That's not what they use. They use free agency. There's a lot of teams out there who do that. The Lakers tried to use the draft for seven years. They hadn't been to the playoffs in six years with the draft picks that they made over those over those years. So you can't tell me that they aren't more successful with using the strategy of building their team through free agency. The Lakers, they also, have been. The Lakers also had an incompetent front office. So now he's throwing out another point to argue. No, no, like, come I, on, dude. what I'm telling you is just give me competent front offices that struck out in the draft seven, eight years in a row. Like Philadelphia, incompetent. They got rid of the GM, right? They started the this GM that started the process. And I was about to say they tried on the east on the Eastern Conference. They tried the same thing and it's not working. They got rid of the GM before he could even finish the so-called process. What I'm telling you is don't talk to me about the same Lakers organization that gave Timothy Mozgov $84 million one minute after free agency started. I'm not even talking about Mozgov, nigga. I'm, I'm talking what I'm talking about is building a team through a through the draft. You brought up the Clippers losing draft picks. I'm talking about 
they don't necessarily use the draft to build their team. And there are a lot of other teams who don't look to the draft to build their team. That's why you see motherfuckers giving up these picks because they don't think they hold that much value. Yeah. It's just the it's the truth. Like the war the Warriors have the second pick. They're going to get I, I, I can't even think of the dude's name, uh, James Wiseman. And they're gonna build their team and they're gonna be back to prominence. But if the Warriors didn't have the second pick and they had the 17th pick, then you're looking at who's available and you may trade the pick because you could get more value in a veteran to help you guys win now than trying to groom a young player and you don't know how he's going to pan out. You know what? I I would love to let this shit play out. So now if, if, you, if Boston, with the team that's constructed right now, Makes it to the finals and they lose. Would that be considered? Would that be one of the teams that you're that you're talking about? That was what I was going to say. Is there were two teams that have all stars that they drafted, one being Boston and the other being Philadelphia. They drafted their okay. all stars. That's what I'm at. That's what I asked y'all in the beginning. Just tell me so we can talk about it. I asked for a team. If you're saying Boston, Boston, they have they have Tatum and they got um. Jalen Brown. Yeah, Brown. And I think those two, if they stick together, can be one of the most dynamic duos out there. Okay? That they 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 got them through the draft. So I'll roll with that. But I mean then Embiid and Simmons. I'm not going with Embiid and Simmons because they're not doing shit. I'm just saying they're all stars and they were drafted to their franchise and organization. Yeah, but I'm talking about somebody who's a championship team winning championships or is a contender like that. I'm not saying Philadelphia. I'll give you Boston. And you can outside. Now we talking, though, because I asked this and you niggas is, well, what about that? Outside of Jimmy Butler, I think Miami put that team together pretty homegrown. Bam. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Okay, so I disagree. We have and, and and what's the what's the common denominator? You have Pat Riley, competent front offices. You have Danny Ainge. You have Pat Riley, competent front offices. They had the Clippers had Jerry West. But hold on, hold on. The Clippers had Jerry West running shit for them. They had a team that with no All Stars, zero All Stars last year, made the playoffs. A team that should not have made the playoffs. It, it would be the equivalent of OKC um, this year with Chris Paul. You instead of Kawhi coming in, building around that team, this motherfucker said, nah, I want Paul George. For well, I, I reportedly, and again, I don't know how realistic or how truthful this is. He didn't even want Paul George as his first pick. He wanted Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler said, nah, I'm good. Hmm. So he's like, all right, man, Paul, come on, man. Let's go. Okay, so I'm a, I'm gonna address Miami. So Miami, I will give you. Boston, I will give you, right? And that's only because of their recent success. So you're only as good as your last, you know, performance, right? If we're going to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So those teams are, those teams are vying for a spot in the finals. So you can't just dismiss that. I will say successfully for both of those organizations, when they won their last championships, they did it through getting free agents and building the team through free agency. You guys, please give me something that's telling me that that is not the successful formula. I'm not disagreeing with you. I I, I wasn't disagreeing. What I'm saying is now teams look more to the free agency market and building these three prong, you know, 
stars and yeah. uh, and let's get some pieces around him. Everybody does that versus looking to the draft to really build a build a squad. Because yeah, because even with even with Miami having a successful front office, a competent front office, and 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 good draft picks that, that have panned out, Jimmy Butler is the one that puts them over the top again, which was a free agent. So I, oh, I I'm, what, what I'm saying is you can't, we, bro. Free agency is part of the game, Kev. I'm yeah, not I'm, okay. So go back to take away all LeBron. So take away every LeBron led um championship in the last ten years. Okay, you take away LeBron's championships where he went to Miami. Then I guess you can call it you know free agency when he came back to Cleveland. You got Golden State who dominated Toronto. I don't care how you guys want to say they put them all together. That was an organic team. They didn't just come and jettison in a bunch of uh, a bunch of free agents. The only thing they forced, they basically forced Kawhi to come over there. That was the only thing that they dropped in. And this motherfucker, as quick as they dropped him in, he bounced the fuck up out of there, right? But it was one piece. Everything else was. It wasn't one piece, man. You keep saying it was one piece. Right. You trying to? You keep trying to use Toronto. Yeah, it was. I can't give you Toronto. I can give you. I can give you Miami. I can give you Boston. Stop trying to make your point with Toronto because it's not working. Okay, that that ain't the that's team. Not, that's that's not free agency and all this other shit. The the, the initial the Clippers shit at themselves, and I guarantee you that next year you're gonna see the same thing because they don't have the pieces that are worthy of getting the championship. The Clippers window was this year, and I think LeBron's window was this year. Because after this year, Golden State is going to run the West again. And, and uh, uh, KD and uh, Kyrie are going to run the East. And it's really that simple. What's up, y'all? Don't forget to follow us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at 2Ps and a Bong. That is the number 2, W-O-P-E-E-Z-A-N-D-A. B-O-N-G. Two peas in a bong. That's our handle on IG, Twitter, and Facebook, y'all. Thanks for rocking with us. We'll catch y'all on the next one.